This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking, the show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. Well, December has officially arrived, and what a better way to start off the season with a heartwarming story about receiving the perfect gift of love. Today, our guest is Delisha Ball, a woman who took a chance and found the father she never knew she had. Plus, Michelle and I will talk about the latest headlines in the weekly roundup, and if you'd like to be part of the show, well, just give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can give me an email at marshall at mpbonline.org. Hey, stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking here on MPB Think Radio. I am your host, Marshall Ramsey. Yes, that's me. Uh, Glad you're here today. Absolutely gorgeous day in Mississippi. It's finally feeling a little Christmassy out there, a little bit cooler. After a very hot, muggy, nasty weekend. Ugh. Yesterday was, I mean, was Saturday like, was ridiculous. It was like being under a tongue. It was 70, what, 75? It was, it, you know, I was judging out at North Park Mall. Ugh. I was one of uh, judging a uh, food contest. Mm. Nothing quite like, you know, sweating while you're eating <laughs> spicy food. It was, but it was great. Now it was good food. I was glad they invited me out. But man, I tell you what, we have got a fun show today. Delicia Ball is here. Um, what a great story. Uh, you, you ever seen those ads about where you can, like, send off your DNA right. and find out a little bit about it? You know, well, she did. Right. She said to Ancestry.com. And I would be, it's like my wife said, you want to do it? And I'm like, man, I don't know. It's kind of like that thing, call before you dig. It's like, (laughs) I don't know. I'm afraid what I might dig up if I do it. But um, so, but she did. And she wasn't really expecting a whole lot. But man, she got some great insight and found somebody very special in her life, too. So I can't wait for you to hear her story. And we're going to get to it pretty quick, like, because uh, we got an action packed uh, show today. And uh, maybe, too, at the very tail end of the show, because she is taping television with me, Jill Connor Brown, as everybody knows from Sweet Potato Queen, is going to step in the studio for maybe two or three minutes and tell her recollection of the Bush family, because she was very, very close to them and did a lot of stuff with them over the years. And so she can give some insight on, you know, George Bush. Obviously, he passed away over the weekend, which um, kind of has changed my life in a little bit, uh, needless to say. I didn't, you know, I mean, this really honestly has nothing to do with me. This has all to do with the cartoon, and I don't claim total credit for the idea. I think it came from above, because any time a cartoon that I do that has that kind of impact, I, it's a God thing. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to get hokey on you. But, um, you know, I did the Barbara Bush cartoon earlier in the year, and it really went super viral. It's on the Today Show, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and the family loved it. And I and tell you a little bit, let's just cast politics aside here, because some of you are well, I don't like the Bush family. Okay. Let me just tell you this. I walked out to my mailbox one day and got handwritten thank you notes from the Bush family. Now, they had the whole world, you know, to tend to because it all came to their funeral and everything, to her funeral. And they had the time to write me handwritten thank you notes. And I said, that, that's, that's, we live in a very uncivil age right now where everybody gets on their keyboards and screams at each other. And it was just kind of nice that, you know, people that, believe don't have to be civil or civil. It said a lot about the character. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. that's the point. And Mm -hmm. I think so this time was a little bit more pressure because when he I was asleep in the chair because, you know, I'm probably the least exciting person on the planet. Um, It was Friday night and I just dozed off because it'd been a long week. And so Amy came and kind of jostled me a little bit, said George Bush died, which I kind of was shocked. You know, you don't normally get shocked when a 94 year old dies, but uh, he had been absolutely you know, so tough over the years. Of course, he had Parkinson's and it was a very difficult thing. And he was very sad, too, because he missed Barbara Bush. And so I had had an idea from back, I guess, about the time that she died. He nearly died because he'd gotten sepsis and he bounced back from it. And so I went ahead and just drew the cartoon idea because I wanted to be kind of a bookend of the first cartoon. And I, you know, I sent it to the paper and we posted it on the clarinledger.com site. And um, Within an hour, Brett Baer from Fox News was talking about it on the air. I, I'm telling you, this is how fast this thing took off. And it was like my phone went off like a slot machine from all the, the people liking it. And, you know, Twitter is one of those places 
where you're going to meet some cranks. There are some really mad, angry people that the only way they can vent is telling you how terrible, what a horrible human being you are. And they're going to do it on Twitter. This thing has been like 98% positive. And, of course, Jenna Bush Hager, who's on the Today Show, she wrote a very nice thing using the cartoon, and, and the family likes it. Honestly, like I said, this isn't about me, but I'm getting a lot of phone calls from, you know, I was on Fox and Friends uh, Saturday morning, and then, uh, and this is what happened. I went to bed at three o'clock after finishing everything up, and my dog has to go out at six o'clock in the morning because she's evil, okay, for doing that to me because she realized I'd only gotten three hours sleep. And so I, I let Pip out, and I checked my phone because I'm addicted to it. And sure enough, there was, hey, have you got time for a quick phone interview with Fox and Friends? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because, you know, that happens every day. Sure, no problem. (laughs) So I called them up. We do an interview. It actually came out pretty well on three hours sleep. And all day, I was like, can you do this interview? Can you do it? I was like, that's fine, whatever. Uh, Judge the contest, everything else. And I'm supposed to be writing a term paper this weekend, right? I didn't even get to it because I'm busy doing this. And then I get a call from Fox and Friends again. Hey, can you Skype us from the house? Well, my house was a mess. And so I'm like, yeah, I guess. And so I set me up a little home studio at 530 in the morning on (laughs) Skype. So I do that. They're great. It was really a nice interview. I don't, you know, I'm not a huge Fox and Friends fan, but I am now. They were nice. So I don't care. They they put on there when they're very complimentary of the cartoon. Great. Then I get a call from CNN. Hey, you want to be on CNN in the morning? Sure. Yeah, Nick, is that when I left work Friday, I had no idea any of this was going to happen. Wow. I didn't think, you know, like I said, this isn't about me at all. It just tells you the power of that one cartoon. And uh, this morning I was on CNN. Uh, they picked me up in a car. Wow. <laughs> I know. It was, I, I get out 430 in the morning. There's a car out waiting. Mr. Ramsey, we're ready for your interview. I'm like, this was insane. We're going to have to start doing that here on now. You're talking. Right, yeah. <laughs> we'll pick up our guests yeah, in the Delisha, car. Delisha's like, hey, where's my car? Exactly. Yeah, we'll pick you up. In we one. have a car outside We got an MPV van with 300,000 miles on it. We'll pick you up. No problem. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, she's like, I'll hold you to it. No, I don't think she's going to want to hold no. us to it after she said I've ridden to the Delta in that thing. And uh, <sighs> anyway, um, so, but they picked me up. That was weird. And then I, I talked to Inside Edition uh, earlier today. Then a local television station in Knoxville, Tennessee, of all places. But, I mean, that's where my family's from, mm-hmm. so they thought that was kind of neat. Talked to them. I got CBS News after I get through with the interview with Jill. Mm-hmm. Fox called me up again. They said, hey, we want a, you to be one of our feature guests tomorrow um, during some of our coverage in the morning. Can you do that? Sure. sure. Yeah, Why no not? problem. Mm-hmm. Well, and CNN this morning, they're sitting there doing it. And I'm like, I have no caffeine in me. I'm tired and it's before six. I can't think. And they're asking me, you know, all these questions. And, it, and I'm not seeing them because it's just the camera looking at me. Right. And so it's like when you and I are talking, we're looking at right. each other. So I can tell when you stop talking and you can tell. So I'm sitting there kind of going, oh, please don't let me screw up. Please don't let me cuss. Don't let me do this. <laughs> Then they show um, one of my cartoons from my college years, which was the first George Bush cartoon I ever drew in 1988. Um, I said, well, that's embarrassing. Are you going to do show my seventh grade school picture next? (laughs) I mean, it's like, oh, that was bad. But it it turned out fine. And like I said, this this is what matters to me about it. And and we're going to jump into our guest in a second because she's amazing and this is a great story. This is what matters. I, I just said the word me and I a lot. Okay. Let's wipe that off for a second. I could care less about me and I. I'm just I'm just the guy who drew the cartoon. Where this thing is special. Yeah, okay, the Bush family likes it. Great. Hooray. I'm clapping. That means a lot to me, too, because when you do an obituary cartoon, you want the family to like it. Mm-hmm. Where this is special is like what I heard from Matthew yesterday. Matthew live. Oh, excuse me. Matthew lives in the Bronx. I would have never met Matthew in a million years. Matthew read a story about the cartoon in the Washington Post. It was their number one story over the last weekend. It it did really well, but Matthew saw it. Matthew lost his daughter, Sally, about two and a half months ago to cancer. Uh, She was six years old. Sally was absolutely the most beautiful little girl you will ever see. She had a little bit of a smirk. She had a smile. She had a wink. Matthew said in his message, he just tweeted it. He didn't tweet it to me. I just saw it because my cartoon was on there, and so it it showed up. But he just said that the cartoon had brought him his first smile since Sally had died. Mm. Um, I I saw the picture. I contacted him. I said, please 
you know, con- give me your address. I'm going to send you a full size copy of the cartoon because it means something to you, and that means something to me. And, and we talked a little bit, and he's he's struggling, and he said, you know, I like the Bush family. And I like the Armstrong, Neil Armstrong's family, because they both lost daughters when they were little Mm. and they were able to push past the grief. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do that right now. And he and I talked a little bit and I just said, you know, you're going to you're going to find your legs again. And that precious little girl's spirit is going to fill your heart and you're going to help other people that are going through this. And that's going to give you the strength to carry on. Right. Every parent out there, that is their number one nightmare. And that really is what drove both cartoons because, I, hell, the Bushes, have, I mean, they're rich. They're powerful. You know, they, but they lost a child. Yeah. And they're both healed now. Mm-hmm. And that was the point of my cartoons. And that's what it's all about. And hearing from Matthew, and I heard from another gentleman from, from Pennsylvania uh, who's daughter had just committed suicide and her other, his other daughter had died of cancer. Mm-hmm. He was 78 years old and he didn't know how he was going to carry on. That's what it's all about. I, I, you know, like I said, yay me. I'm on the TV. <laughs> yay, yay, yay. I've got the face and voice for cartoons. Okay. But the fact that you're able to hear that, that's great. Right. And which is a great time, I think, to segue into our guest because she's got a pretty darn, because she never knew she had a well, I'm not going to spoil this. You're going to take a break. And we're going to take a break because that's what I'm going to tease you with because that's what we do here on Now You're Talking. But, hey, you know, you want to be part of the show, you can give us a call at 877-672-7464. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. get to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash cartag. We'll see you on the road. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Welcome back. You're now listening to the Now You're Talking Orchestra. This is Marshall Ramsey, your host. Got a great show. Got a huge studio audience of nobody so it's a fantastic day thank you for being part of the show and thank you for listening and like i said if you want to be part of the show we'd love to hear from you we have a phone number and you have a phone what a great combination 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 all right our next guest i mean she and i just she's just dropping stories on me you know no big deal nothing like that i'm just like my jaws on the ground so we're gonna have a great show today so you're gonna love her Alicia Ball is in the studio. Um, you're famous because, well, you're famous. You're just cool. I like that. Thank you, get, you. Number one, you have a very cool tattoo on your arm. Yes. You got to tell that story real quick. Um, it's my son's name, Jeremiah, with the heart and the, the heartbeat. Lines, the yeah. heartbeat. Um, because when my mother passed away in 2011, mm-hmm. um, two weeks before she died, she said, you know, you're pregnant. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and I was. She knew. I was two weeks pregnant. And Jeremiah came. Um, December 29th, we named him Jeremiah, so it's Jeremiah 12, 29, 11. Beautiful. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And mm-hmm. um, the fact that you got him before the beginning of the year meant you got a tax write-off. Indeed. That worked out great. <laughs> that, that's what my dad, because I was born on the 21st. My dad was like, yeah, I love you and everything, but you are a tax write-off. Whoopee. I'm like, yeah, Dad, thanks. You're making me feel good here. You've got a great story, and there's really some courage to come and tell us a little bit about it. I, I want you to share it, because first of all, let's let's talk a little bit about you. And about you, because I think it's it's pretty cool too. 
Thank you. So what about you? Um, so I am a project director at Infusion Metro. Mm-hmm. I work with families and youth to help them with their mental health concerns, connecting them to resources all over Hines County. Yeah. Um, I love what I, I do. I've been there for 10 years, um, so it's really amazing. Right now I am pursuing my Ph.D. in social work, so I'm wow. really excited. I'm at the end of that rope. Oh, yeah. It's a very long rope, too. <laughs> it, it is. It's very long. But I'm really excited, and I love to serve people, and I love to, you know, help others serve. And so that's what we're doing at Infusion Metro. We're creating champions within the families that we serve every day. See, that's that's one thing I'm very impressed about what you do. And when I was reading about it, of course, I saw you and didn't realize it because I got to speak to you one day when I was speaking to to, to, a, to a luncheon that you were at. But you're helping folks. And, man, there's a pretty big need here in Mississippi for what you're doing. So it, that is very rewarding, to Thank say you. the least. Um, all right. Let's start from the beginning. Like you said, your your mother passed away in 2011. Um, talk a little bit about that because I know that was tough. You only have one mom. Right. And she was my entire world, my life. Um, 2011, she passed away of kidney failure. Um, and I took care of her for three months wow. um, before she passed. So I was a caregiver, mm-hmm. and it was very exhausting. Yeah. So that experience was bittersweet. I was excited that, you know, she got to move on and no more suffering. But at the same time, she was my best friend. Right. And she was all I had my entire life. Um, I never knew my father. Um, she wasn't the most educated person. So it was hard for her to spell names and things like that. So on my birth certificate, my father's name was spelled wrong. Oh, wow. And so it was very difficult for me to find him. I searched for years and years my entire life. Um, I looked and I asked family members and I searched and I did so many things until I was just like, I'm at the end of this rope. I think this will never happen. I started to accept the fact that I may never find him, but I lost my mom, and at that time in 2011, I was like, I need to find him. Yeah. That was my sole mission um, from 2011 till now. And it was, How do you start from that? Because like you said, you had already done the due diligence. You'd already looked and searched. The Internet existed, so you'd yeah. already been looking. I did. So what I decided to do is I heard about Ancestry DNA, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, I'm just going to give it a shot. I never thought I would be successful. I thought I was wasting my money. I'm not going to lie. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. (laughs) I I did. I I was like, you know what? In order for this to work, someone else has to take this test. Right. And so I needed someone close to him to have taken a test in order for me to find him. Yeah. And so I was very skeptical, and I did not feel like it was going to happen. But within 24 hours of receiving my results, my father called my phone. Okay, right, let's back up a little bit because I've always thought that those things were like saying, you know, I'm I'm 23% Martian, I'm 15%, right. you know, South Indian or whatever. I always thought I kind of gave you a breakdown of that. How did the, the, they were they able to track down somebody from your family? Yes, what happened is they also tell you your ethnicity, what all, you know, um, is a part of you, your DNA, but they give you DNA matches. Really? Yes. So anybody in their database that's got your match. And they so it just happened he'd, had, he'd done it too. He did, and the crazy part about it, he did it for a school assignment. What? Yes, he did it for a school assignment. He was doing his um, genogram. For school. That is too cool. And this, my first cousin, and it, and with Ancestry DNA, it breaks it down into the closest relatives. Yeah. And it tells you exactly how they're related to you. Aunt, first cousin, second, third. I had over a thousand matches. How do they know that? I mean, that's, I, I mean, know, it's so, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, but it was the best experience I've ever had in my life. Oh my gosh. And you got to think, I'm seriously, I'm, I'm sitting down writing down the odds. What are the odds that he did it with that same group? Exactly. Because there's other ones out there, too. Plenty of other ones. And I chose Ancestry DNA. I think your mom was up to something. And I said that. I was like, she was really working. I yeah. really do. And I, I really give her all the praise in God as well. But she was really working. She so, knew I needed him. So, okay, you're sitting there and, and, and your phone goes off. And I'm looking at, you know, a lot of times when my phone goes off and I recognize the number, I'm like, okay, voicemail. Right. What did you say when you picked up the phone and he said, hi, I'm your dad? The first thing he said was, hello, die. And that's my nickname. Die. And he never knew that. How do you, what, what? He doesn't know me. So how does he know, know that? that? So he said, hello, die. I'm your father. And immediately the tears started to form because it was, you know, that instant connection. Yeah. I instantly just loved him. And the fact that he called me was just utterly amazing. <laughs> I cannot express the words that, you know, what I felt like at that time. 
I'm just kind of sitting here stunned. I, yes. mean, I mean, how did he know die? I mean, how did I he know that? Did I, he ever tell you that? No. No, like I, he's just said, you know, I just, I don't think he knew how to spell my name or pronounce it. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm thinking maybe that was the case, but he could have used anything. He yeah. could have said D, he could have said, you know, spelled, said it wrong. Um, but he said die, and that's what my family called me. They called me die. So you had chill bumps under chill bumps. I, I did. <laughs> I would think so. I did. And I immediately knew it was him when I saw the Florida number come across my phone because I do not answer unknown calls. Yeah. Um, but at that time I looked, I said, this is him. From I know somebody from it Florida. In my bones that it was him. And wow. I never answer unknown calls. And so, and it was him. Um, so had he ever looked for you? He said he'd had, but him and my mom were a fling, um, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. You're so, like, yay. <laughs> and he told me, he said he only knew her first name yeah. and my mother's name was Mary. So imagine that. I'm about to say, what are the odds? <laughs> what yeah, are the exactly. odds? And uh, the story that he had just didn't add up to where my mom went. She came back home to Mississippi. He yeah. was told that she fled to Tennessee. Oh. And um, he wasn't the greatest person at that time. Right. But I decided when I took that test that if he was an awesome person right now, then I would forgive him for anything in the past. I didn't want to hold on to anything. I just wanted to start a new relationship with him and my son. See, okay, let's back up for a half second here because, and when you told this to me before we got on the air, that is like an incredibly big-hearted and mature way of looking at this situation because have been real easy to be mad it's like how dare you not you know be my dad right and I was angry angry my entire life I'm not gonna really? lie okay. I would I was angry because you would have donuts with dads and I would never experience that um you would have dad daughter dances and I never got to experience yeah. that so I was he never came to my graduation I would see um my classmates with their fathers and it was heartbreaking right and i would give my mother father's day cards on father's oh. day <laughs> and some people did not agree with that but to me she was she was everything to right. me and um well, it sounds like she did an amazing job I well i mean just <laughs> just talking to you she did an amazing job thank we'll just you say that thank you and it was amazing so i was angry but i have just recently got back into church um i joined a church and a lot of things started coming my way, just uh, so many blessings. And I have to, you know, just give God all the glory for this because I think he felt that I was ready. Yeah. I may not have been ready before this year. Well, I mean, I think about it and I think about, you know, you going to school and you, you being in social work. And I mean, obviously you're pretty big hearted. So don't you think that that kind of prepared you to just kind of. Yes. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of broken homes. I've seen a lot yeah. of things, a lot of fathers who have missed opportunities, a lot of angry right. youth. And so I always told them, you know, if you can get that second chance, that third chance or whatever, will you be able to forgive? Because forgiveness is the key to a lot of healing hearts. Yes. It really is. And I've learned that from my mother. Um, she never held a grudge with anyone. Really? Ever. Wow. <laughs> um, so she always taught us that, you know, forgiveness is peace. Yeah. You know, you can, it's not peaceful when you don't forgive people. So it, it really is. I mean, I can think about, you know, times in my life where I've held grudges and been angry and the other person never even knew it. Right. Yeah. And is it worth it? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's literally like, you know, drinking the whole, uh, the, the saying about drinking acid to hurt the other person. Right. Yeah. That kind of thing. Right. Right. That's that's incredible. Um, we're talking with Dilisha Balls. She found her father through the help of Ancestry.com, which I'm still um, mm. kind of amazed that he had done it, too. So you said he was right. doing it for a class. What class was he taking? Well, it wasn't my father that did it. It was a first cousin. Oh, OK. So he did it for a class that he was in, a sociology class, I assume. And... I messaged the first five people on the list because they were my close, closest relatives. And yeah. he called me literally the next day. Wow. And he was so excited to be a part of that journey. He was like, I have an uncle named Felix. And mm -hmm. I was like, this is a scam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would that'd be you my know? first thought, too. And I knew my dad's first name and I knew his last name, but I didn't know how to spell it. Mm -hmm. And so I asked him, I was like, what is his last name? And he texted to me and I immediately knew, like, this is my father. Yeah. How would he know that? Right. And he sent a, a, a picture immediately after the message. Well, I was going to ask, do you favor him? We look just alike. Oh, my gosh. 
We are on that video. is awesome. It is. It That's is. awesome. Michelle's Michelle's holding up yes. the phone. I went on her Facebook page and yeah. I looked at this picture of her as a baby and her father. I showed yeah. Jason. She is her dad with long hair. Jason was like, "Oh my God!" And Delisha, let me ask you a question. Um, when you got that call from your, from your um, so-called uncle at the beginning, you didn't know if this yeah. was real or not. How did you feel when you actually spoke? When you heard your father's voice, what what was going through your mind and your heart and your emotion? The feeling that I felt was, you know how you have this puzzle and you miss pieces, yeah. whether it falls on the floor, underneath the cabinet, <laughs> and I, you know, that feeling is that I found that piece. You know, yeah. I found the piece to a puzzle that I thought I'd never find that I thought was thrown in a trash can and had been thrown in the garbage. See, what I like about that, that, that what you just said was almost a play on words. You right. found that piece. I found that piece. P-E-A-C-E, right. too. Yeah. Right. Both terminologies. And I was sitting there and I said, this happened to me. And even Saturday, I was thinking and I was just watching television and something just came over me. And it was like, Dalisha, you have a dad. Yeah. <laughs> And I immediately started to cry. And I was like, you have a father. Like, you have someone out there living that wants to love you, that is a male figure that really does love you and that says he was looking for you. So it was just that immediate feeling. Like, I found my puzzle piece. Like, I found him. And it's it's so ironic because I did an activity with some clients and we did puzzle pieces. And Mm -hmm. it was our missing link. And it was the one piece. And on mine was father. Yeah. And have you guys uh, yeah. met? I'm about uh, to say, yeah, yeah let's go there. I want, yes. I want to hear the full story on right. that because, like you said, you're talking on the phone. Then you see the picture and you're like, mm, okay. Obviously, right. not, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to believe DNA, but dang, this guy looks like me. You know, that kind of, and I understand <laughs> that suspicion. Identical. Did he, when you're on the phone, I mean, what was your reaction when you're talking to you? You're like, okay, let's meet. Or were you like, uh, okay. I, I was like, I'm ready. Yeah. Um, I am a very, I jump into things okay. <laughs> at first. <laughs> and so I said, I'm ready. Like, when are we going to meet? And, you know, we just have to do what's feasible, of course. Sure. But um, we've decided to meet during Christmas. Oh, wow. So I'm going to spend my Christmas with him, with my family. And we're going to go to Cocoa Beach, Florida. Wow. Greatest See, gift, like I and, said, greatest what, gift ever. No, it gets better. You know, it's not only, I found my dad. He lives in a cool place, too. Because right. in my luck, I would have, yeah, he lives in, um, you know. Buffalo, the, uh, New York. Or the, uh, yeah, or <laughs> Cleveland when the river's on fire or right. something. Or in, up in Montana when the middle of winter. That's awesome. Right, so you right. get a nice Florida vacation. I do. do. I do. And I'm so excited about it. But I did want to meet him. Oh, he gets I, to meet his grandson, too. I, right. Yes. And that's the most important part. Oh, I, yeah. I explain that to him. We talk every day. Yeah. Every day. Really? Yes. Every morning he calls me and just tells me. Is it me. easy? I mean, it's, it's very a... easy. It's natural. Yeah. Um, I can tell we are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, we have a lot in common. But I, I explained to him that, you know, if we're going to build this relationship. Please do not let my son down. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah, that's huge. That's that's big because he's never experienced a grandfather like that. And yeah. my mother obviously was already oh, deceased yeah. before he came. So he's never really got that feeling of just, you know, a grandparent. And he calls him Pop-Pop, you know, and I thought that was beautiful when he first got on the phone with him. He said, hey, Pop-Pop, my mom tells me about you all the time. And so I was like, wow. He's like, that's my new name, (laughs) Pop-Pop. Wow. I mean, and you can, I mean, and the neat thing is you can tell him a little bit about your mom, too. Yes, and he knows her, and he's excited. He loves my mom. He's every bit of my mom, my son. <laughs> oh, this is great. We're going to, yes. this This is just going to get better and better. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking to Dilisha Ball. She found her dad through the help of Ancestry.com. I mean, again, a million and one odds, and yes. boom, you hit the jackpot. I did. In- incredible story, especially this time of year, too. I love it. That's a great Christmas kind of story. All right, you want to give us a call? It's 877-672-7464. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Running a business requires smart decisions every day. Make a good decision for your company today and reach MPB listeners through MPB program underwriting. For more information, go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting. 
This year, when you start feeling those twinges of holiday stress, don't. MPB Think Radio solves the age-old dilemma of the proverbial person who has everything with the MPB online store. Iconic MPB and PBS gear that's comfy and fun and celebrates that person's favorite shows. Long-sleeve t-shirts, DVDs, umbrellas, even toasty socks and baby booties. Plus a discount code for members in the MPB program guide. See for yourself at shopmpbonline.org. And relax, we got you. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. We got a great Christmas story for you here, folks. I hope you've been listening. If not, I, I got to kind of give you a little bit of background here. Dalisha Ball's in the studio. Now, imagine your mom passes away. You don't have a dad. You really want a dad. So you go to Ancestry.com and you just do, do the DNA thing, which I always thought was just to find out, you know, what your what your breakdown was, you know, you know, 40 percent, whatever, 30 percent, whatever. Um, and then you get a phone call and it's your dad. And it's funny, too, and it's not even like it was your dad. It's like you guys suddenly just clicked. Right. We did. Um, Well, tell me a little uh, bit about him. Okay, so he's a chef at a Hilton Hotel, which is awesome. God, he can cook, too. (laughs) Man, you hit a jackpot. You're going to eat well when you go down. And he's 61 years old, but Mm -hmm. he's very much so thinks he's 18. Um, So he's really fun. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Um, He's very fun. He has this chain that he wears around his neck that is just ridiculous, in my opinion. But, you know. (laughs) What's it say on it? It's a cross. Okay. It's it's like really huge. Yeah. Like the size of a 50 cent piece. (laughs) You're like, okay, Mr. T. Right. And so it's just different. But he's a really fun person. Um, He recently told me that he, too, found God. He was an alcoholic. And he married a woman that, you know, was very much so into the church and helped him change his life around. And he no longer drinks. That's amazing. So he's still married to her. He is. Yeah, that's great. He's married to her. And he has. And I have two little brothers. I mean, a brother and a sister, a nine year old sister and 11 year old. Oh, you are kidding me. That's when I mean, my dad thought he was still 18. (laughs) Yeah. He's still 61. And oh, my gosh. I mean, nine year old, 11 year old. I mean, my own kids wear me out. I can't even imagine. So right. he's got some serious energy. He does, and he has um, custody of them, so he takes care of oh, them good. full time. So I get to spend time with them on the phone. Oh, and my gosh, and your son has, like, instant brothers and sisters. Yes, and he loves it, but he cannot get through to the fact that that's his aunt and uncle. <laughs> yeah, it'll take him probably about another 30 years right. to figure that one out. He's like, oh, we're the same age. I know. <laughs> so, so how does this work again? Right. That's so cool. And he's a chef, and... Mm-hmm. It's a great person, a really great person. Um, he he does so much, and we're originally from Puerto Rico, uh-huh. um, so we're going to go out there soon. We're planning to see Neat. his mother and father, who are still living. Right. And so I just want to connect with my heritage. That's something that I've never had. Yeah. I've never had that piece of the puzzle. Yeah, you, I mean, you talked heritage. about that. The puzzle and your dad was a piece. It sounded like you were missing a lot of pieces, but finding that one piece right. completes the puzzle totally. And it really was because I have numerous brothers and sisters. He has a great deal of children. Yeah. And um, they all welcome me in with open arms. So you're literally going to walk into a room and there's going to be a whole just host of people that look just like you. I had 56 new friend requests on Facebook from <laughs> Salgado. <family. laughs> wow. They, they welcome you with open arms. Instantly. Instantly. I got numerous of calls. Are you really his daughter? And, yeah. you know, we love you and welcome to the family. We have family reunions. We're looking forward to you coming. Oh, my gosh. So they're fun, too. Very fun. Very, See, very fun. Can I have your family, too? Right. You know, maybe maybe we're related. I'll have to take this, too, on that. God, that sounds wonderful. It really is. And I'm so excited because I get a part of a family that, you know, I really never grew up with. I never had that with my mother's side as a family, the family reunions and this, that camaraderie among right. family. So to finally get to that and my son get to experience it, I'm so excited. Right. Right. And so just talk about how that's changed you because, I mean— you 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 got a you've got a baby you got a career you're busy you're working on your doctorate which I'm working on my master's and that's about to kill me so I can't even imagine what's like doing a doctorate and so you're a super busy person you've got to have so much more energy now I do actually <laughs> and um I'm just so excited all the time like I wake up happy yeah I go to bed happy um it's just so different when you have a parent 
Yeah. Um, when I lost my mom, I thought that was it. Right. So um, it's so different. So I, I love everything that I do every day. And the fact that I sure. can serve people, mm-hmm. that also gets me up in the morning. So um, I've ever since I found my father, I've just tried my best to share that experience with as many people as possible. Right. Because forgiving is everything. And I know there's so many people out here that have had the same experiences I have. So I'm telling them, you know, you can start here. It's not over. I thought it was over and it wasn't. So how can I help you, you know, get to know your father, get right. to know someone in your family that you need to know because you can do it and it can be successful if you allow forgiveness to take place. Because I think one thing and just listening to the way you kind of came into this, because number one, it's really hard when somebody who's supposed to love you hurts you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that was the case with you. It's like, well, this, he's my dad. He should have stuck with this. He, he left me behind. So he's hurt you that way. But, I mean, you also realize, because I guess what you do, too, is a pretty mature way of looking at it, that hurt people hurt people. Exactly. Exactly. Hurt people do hurt people. And I refuse to be that person. Yeah. Um, I love to spread joy and love. And if I can help anyone with getting over some of that pain, I want. I would like to be that person. I would. I, I, I talk to friends now when they lose their parents. I'm the first one to say, if you need someone to talk to. Yeah. Give me a call. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm the here. thing. I mean, you, you've got to, I mean, you, that, that's got to make you even better at what you do. Yes, it does. It opened my eyes to so many possibilities of just, you know, life and how to counsel others. Right. And to understand their pain, but also share with them something that can show them that there's hope. Because that's all people really are looking for. They're looking for right. some type of hope that this isn't it. This is not my story. You know, and I thought that was my story. I thought I was the girl with no father. Right. But it's not my story anymore because I never gave up. That's just amazing, though. I still (laughs) blows my mind that you go do Ancestry.com and then boom. Right. It just pops up. Now, how long? Once again, how long was it between when you submitted this and they called you? You said it was pretty quick. It was. Well, when I got the test in, it took me a week to take it because I was nervous. Really? (laughs) Yes. I was like, is this going to happen? You know, what's going to happen? So I finally sent it in. And within three to four weeks, they tell you about six weeks um, to wait on the results. But mine came back fairly quickly. So Mm -hmm. within three to four weeks and I was sitting in Walmart parking lot. When I got the message yeah. that my test was in and I sat there for two hours um, looking at my family and looking at and they separated between your African-American side and your Puerto Rican side. Right. So I was going to say, what, what are some other little tidbits that they found that you that you're willing to share? Um, I have an aunt that I have no idea who she is. So I don't know if she's a long lost aunt or, yeah. and they don't know who she is, but she's the Puerto Rican side. So I'm like, okay. is, she's a, is she a daughter that they never knew they had? Yeah. <laughs> so, she's floating around out there somewhere. Right. And so I'm looking for her. Um, Spain, Portugal, really? uh, Congo, all kind of things. I'm just wow. like, this is amazing. And it tells you, you know, that migration period from when, what year it breaks it down in so many different levels. It's crazy. Um, But I learned so much about myself and with my family and that there's so many people out there that took this test. Yeah. And they want to connect with people and they're building their stories for their families. So that's pretty much the purpose is I want to make sure that my family tree is filled. And so when I have a family member that have questions, when they take this test, they can have at least a head start. Right. On where they where they come from. How do we make those links between families and between cultures? You know, I learned that I have about 15 different ethnicities. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's cool. But it is. Well, it worked awesome. out really well. It really yeah. did. It really did. So that was very interesting to me is just to know where I'm from. Yeah. I, I told myself, I was like, you know, one day I want to travel to every single place. Because you already knew where you're going. Right. So now you know where you're from. Now I know where I'm from. And that's that's really profound. I like that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I write greeting cards in my spare time or something. But, I don't know. Um, I was just thinking about that, though. I, I've always been kind of afraid that, number one, I'd you know find out that either I was like, you know, come from a long line of serial killers or the fact that did you actually see where somebody did the test and then the police department saw the DNA? Right. And it turned out he was a serial killer. Right. I, I was, yeah. yeah so, uh, I was a little scary. You're not a, you're, but you're not a serial killer, so everything <laughs> no, worked out no, great. No, so no. on that, like I said, it took a lot of courage, and, and you've been doing this for a long time. Yes. And, and to build up the courage. And so you recommend that people that are just kind of sitting on the fence that they jump at this. Right. And because if everyone take it, then 
everyone will find each other. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. You got a big pool. Right. They can match it, and computers are great. Exactly. And I think it's very important as well because, you know, we're such a small community and culture that, right. you know, we need to know who we're related to and right. be careful with those things. Um, so I think it's important that we take those tests, we make those links, and we begin to build our family tree so we can know one another. I think it's just fantastic you turned out having a really cool dad. He is awesome. I mean, because, in, and on top of that, He's got a really cool story, the fact he's been able to overcome things, too, because I know when you're raising a son and you need that male influence, Mm -hmm. he can sit there and say, hey, you know what? This got me in trouble, but I got out of it. Right. And that's something a boy needs to hear. Exactly. And I'm really excited about him sharing his experiences with my son. My son is very smart. Yeah. Um, So he's he's he asks questions. He was like, where where you've been all my life. Right. Um, (laughs) This doesn't make sense. Why are you here now? Yeah. But he said, hey, it's just been six years. I'm going to be here for the rest of of it. Yeah. So my son thinks he's older than what he is. So okay. yeah. <laughs> to him it's been a lifetime. Oh wow. <laughs> but he's looking forward to grandfather's day and grandmother's sure. day at school. So he was like, so now you're gonna come. And I'm yeah. I'm hoping that it's not disappointing, but I will let my son know there is distance in between. Sure. So we really do have to Yeah, Cocoa Beach isn't nearby. Yeah, it's eleven hours. I've it's, yeah, I've know, driven there. It's a long way. Eleven hours about thirty four minutes. You know, I've I've kind of looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's pretty smart. Yeah, she already got her Google plan. She got the road. She knows how long it's going to take. So. so this holiday season for you, I mean, this is oh, just this is everything. Like the best Christmas right. ever. You're going to get the ultimate gift. And that's what I call this show, yes. Dalisha. I'm so glad you came to show up. Tell oh us your gosh. story and tell the world that, you know what? This can happen, and a lot of people are sitting listening to this story, wanting to do the Ancestry.com, looking for their long-lost loved ones. It can actually happen. You know, you just, can talk. I, I, I got to say, say, her story today, and then Renee, when she came in talking about, you know, because she was adopted from Vietnam, and right. when she went back and met her, like, family over there, too. These are probably the two best stories I think we've had in, like, mm-hmm. the whole time we've done the show. That is awesome. Yeah, you, you rock. That's yes. fantastic. It's beautiful. I'm so excited, and I'm really happy that it happened during this time of year. No kidding. What a great, great <laughs> Your yeah. mom, I think your mom did have a well, hand in all this. Well, I like to say her name was Mary. Yes. I mean, right. how, you can't get any more Christmassy than that. <laughs> right. Now, you're t- if you tell me your dad's name Joseph, then I'm going to back out of here <laughs> no. really fast. It's Felix. Felix. That's cool, too. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> okay, exactly. Well, his son's name is Jesus. 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 Oh, okay. wow. <laughs> okay, we got the whole Christmas thing down now. Exactly. This is great. So that's good. So you got an early Christmas gift. Yes. Can't beat that at all. Thank that's you. fantastic. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, Delisha, thanks for coming in and thank you for sharing. And oh, we'll probably take a break now. I think that'd be a good thing thank to do. Thank you for having oh, me. Oh, man, this is great. You just made my day. That was <laughs> fantastic. All right, coming up next, we have the. One and the only Jill Connor Brown is going to be joining us. She's had a very special relationship with the Bush family, and we're going to have her in talking a little bit about that. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. MPB would like to thank Daniel, Coker, Horton, and Bell and the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance for underwriting MPB programs. Your company can be an underwriter, too. Find out more. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I am your host, Marshall Ramsey. Ah, it's so good to be here today and so glad that you're here listening. It makes my day, to say the least. And, of course, Michelle and I are busy running the show. Michelle, thank you for everything, of course. One of my favorite people just stepped into the studio, and, and I don't say that lightly because there's only a handful of people I like. I really don't like people, can you think of it? <laughs> Jill Connor brown is in the house. Jill, of course, you're going to um, come tape conversations with me in a few minutes. Yep. But I figured, hey, you're in the studio. I'll get you to pop in real quick because you had an incredibly special relationship with the Bush family, and I know – of course, this is a very somber week with the passing of, of George H.W. Bush, who, and, and I said this this morning, um, you know, it, I hope we all live the kind of life that when we die at 94, everybody thinks we were taken too soon. Yeah. Yeah. Because he really yeah. was. I mean, yeah. I, we need more George Bush but in this world right now. Even the undertaker, sorry. Yeah. Exactly. As old Mr. Twain said. <laughs> yeah. So. 
Um, tell us a little bit, because you really have had a cool relationship with uh, them. It was amazing. It yeah. started in, in 2006 uh, with the celebration of reading in yeah. Florida, which is Barbara Bush's that was uh, her the, big, the big foundation platform. for yeah. uh, family literacy. And there are four big events every year, D.C., Florida, Houston, and Dallas. And the Florida event was Jeb's event. Yeah. And they had been after me for several years. Jeb was a fan of my first book. Which oh, I, wow. Okay. So, yeah. You just said that lately. Yeah. Jeb Bush. Which I book. knew that. And, but every year they, they wanted me to come and do the celebration of reading in March. And it was, it was either always either the week before the parade or the week after the parade. And I just always said no. Well, in 2006, they got hold of my husband instead of me. Oh, no. <laughs> and he accepted on my behalf. Oh, uh, of course. Without telling me. and, and <laughs> No pressure there. Uh, I just lost my mind. And so, but he said, trust me, this is going to be a good thing. And, you know, of course it was. And, I mean, it, it was at that event, I was there, Michael Crichton <laughs> was, was, yeah, was just the me, other yeah, author. I What's he done? <laughs> just no pressure here. <laughs> and, um Golly. And then we were at a luncheon mm-hmm. before the event where the tickets were for the p- people, regular people who were attending. Were, it was $30,000 a person. <laughs> what? And I'm just going, what? Uh, it was ridiculous and yeah. to, to think about. And so I'm sitting at the table. And Mrs. Bush was at our table. Did they Jeb serve you our food? Table. They, it was, yes. Yeah, of I, how do you eat something that costs $30,000? I know. I know. <laughs> it, it was, uh, I was petrified. And then in that conversation around the table, Jeb just inadvertently made some comment that included the word crap. And Barbara Bush, I mean, (laughs) whipped around and hissed at him. Jeb, I mean, if she could have reached him, she would have thumped him on the head bigger than Dallas. And I mean, I'm just sitting there going, oh, God, you are so screwed. (laughs) Because if you've read my books, you know, they are a little spicy. And I'm just going, I'll never get through this weekend. <laughs> I'll never get through this weekend. And Jeb is the one that got you here, you know. And um, but it was great. It turned out, you know, she had read the books and, and loved them. And, and <laughs> so of she didn't put you in time out or anything. Yeah. No, but president. Well, I did behave myself. Okay. But um, but President Bush and I hit it off, you know, right away. So I any bet. event after that, I was always seated next to him. And uh, oh, you were kidding me. So it oh. was. Uh, and when we got to the White House, we got invited to the White House. had had lunch in the um, in the private family dining room at the White. <laughs> it was ridiculous. A total God thing. Yeah. I did none of this. I mean, God put me in this position, and it's just been amazing. But whenever I would do one of these events, I would always take the sweet potato queen sunglasses for all of the authors and, and everybody. So we have a picture in the the dining room at the White House with everybody at the table: Laura Bush, President Bush. Uh, Barbara, but everybody have got on sweet potato queen sunglasses, and they showed it on the History Channel, so that Laura did <laughs> with behind closed doors at the, at the White House, and she was talking about that dining room and said, you know, this is, and they showed that picture. Kyle and I were just sitting there watching the show, and then there we were. <laughs> <laughs> this is so surreal. Yeah, it, it was, and um, I just got back uh, a week or so ago. Though it was the the biggest fundraiser they do every year for Forty One's yeah. Library in uh in houston and so they had invited me to come we were invited to her funeral yeah of course went and at that they said will you come and do a tribute to her at this event so um so i did and it was it was quite an honor that is beautiful and Mm -hmm. you know he one thing that struck me and i was i was talking uh, when i was on the, the air this morning they were asking me what what made this time so tough and i said because it seems like it's a passing of an era as much as it is a passing of a man quite something i mean his library uh in college station is amazing you could it days to go through it but the last thing you see as you go out is this enormous wooden door gate looking thing that obviously is like a million years old and there's a big brass plaque on it and it says um in our country if we consider you a friend, we give you a, the key to the front door. If you're family, we give you the door. And it's the gate of Kuwait City. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> there, I mean, it still wow. makes yeah. all my hair stand up. It's, uh, they're amazing, amazing people. And uh, just as real and down to earth and um, genuine. That, that's what people. struck me because, you know, when, when the Barbara Bush cartoon hit big and the family loved it, which I was very flattered and honored that they did. But I mean, I didn't think anything else of it. I sent the original some copies. Great. You know, 
And then like a month and a half later, the handwritten thank you notes yes. start arriving. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who has time for that? I can't believe they did that. You know, it was just I mean, wonderful. she answered, Barbara answered every email I ever, well, first, I, yeah. I had her email address. Right. Well, that's the thing. The <laughs> president, because the president, she, she, was she keeping, answered every one. She was and, keeping her eye on you. Cause, well, yeah, because yeah, me and the president, president exactly. had a thing. But <laughs> 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 they asked me at this event, said, well, did you have any Me Too moments with him? I said, I'm not ratting him out. No kidding. <laughs> and, and, you know. I pinch back, <laughs> if not first. <laughs> so, no, we had a we had a great relationship. But the, you mentioned the cartoon uh, about Robin, and that was one thing that really struck a chord with with both of them. When yeah. because they knew everything that I do is is to raise money for, right. for our well, children's for hospital, yeah, the, yeah. and and not many people, even in Mississippi, are aware of this that the the protocols that today successfully successfully treat yeah. childhood leukemia were developed right here at Batson Children's Hospital. Wow. So that was a special I can only imagine what they went through in the fifties because there was nothing. I mean and they tried everything. Everything. I mean it's I mean just everything. the story of what they did yeah. is enough to make you be impressed by mm-hmm. what them personally. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. very strong. Um, I guess you'll, are you going to go to the funeral again? If we're invited, yeah. we will. I, this is a state occasion, so I, yeah, I don't a little, know. Little but, different, I mean, but... we were invited to hers and of course sure. went, but uh, so yeah, if we get invited, there's a separate thing in Houston. And yeah. If we get invited, we will of course go, but, um, it's, you know, remains to be seen. It's a whole different animal when it's actually the president. Yes. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, I mean. Uh, could you imagine being the event planner for the next week? Oh, it's there? done. It is yeah, done. I, yeah, everything I have ever done for them, I mean, it is. Oh, really? Clockwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do have a pretty incredible staff. I, yeah. I work with, I've been working with Evan. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. Evan or not, his assistant. Mm-hmm. And just like, okay, wow, that's really incredible. Yeah. But I know, um, I know it's, I know, but I don't know about you. I know you must have felt really sad, though, when you heard the news Friday night. Because it just, I mean, he had been. He was ready. He was ready. He was, he was ready, tired. And. Parkinson's is, um, is a devil. I was much more shocked when when she passed because she hid it. Yeah. So well, I mean, you know, no she one. She and Pat Fordyce both. Mm-hmm. Same type. And she, know. when uh, I spoke at her 90th birthday party, which was supposed to be a surprise, yeah. oh. <laughs> that lasted long, right? And um, but I got to I got to speak at that. When she was she came up on stage, she was you know exercised religiously, even when she was on a walker, and so yeah. she came up on her walker on the stage that, and she was talking about she had a new Fitbit which she called her nitwit <laughs> and she had it on her ankle like a house arrest yeah. monitor but she wore it, she was wearing it all weekend because she's I'm walking so much this weekend I'm getting credit for it <laughs> <laughs> so she had her ankle monitor on um, but the the tributes that they all did at that event the kids all talked about yeah, that's, we finish? Yeah, you, you can do it in like two seconds. <laughs> no, I can't. Okay. Jill, thank you for coming in. Okay. Uh, great show today. Thank you for being part of it. I want to thank Michelle for producing as well. Now you're talking as a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Coming up next is Southern Remedy, and we will see you all next Monday.